In a world of divisiveness, we bring you diversity. In a world of hate, we bring you love. In a world of fear, we inspire you to live. And now, laughing, loving, and alive with your hosts, Rain Thomas, Elmer J. Howard, and Dr. Kevin. Hello, 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 and welcome to Laughing, Loving, and Alive. I'm Rain Thomas. Hi, Rain. I'm Dr. Kevin. That must leave him as... Elmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is starting off great. Hey, you know... We, you know, they always say that rain makes the flowers grow. So, you know, and I'm such a delicate flower, I figured that I should be rain. Okay, you know what? That's so weird you say that because I have a friend that is watching. He's saying he's trying to watch right now. He's the only person in my life that has ever called me a delicate flower. And he lives in Scottsdale. He's the one who took care of me, him and his sister, when I was going through my treatments. Very strange that you would say that. Yeah, I specialize in strange. You haven't figured that out yet? I have. It's by association of, well, you know, the guy who didn't get me a t-shirt. But that's a different bitterness and a different show. Uh oh. Now remember, this is Laughing, Loving, and Alive. <laughs> bitterness on the other show. The After yeah. Midnight show. <laughs> Absolutely. So, we, Dr. We Kevin, I'm so sorry. We weren't, but we weren't live. We are live now on Facebook. Okay. Hello, so hello, hello. Facebook. Do we have to say hello all over again? <laughs> we don't have to. We can. Facebook, this is our first time out. So you, we, we started without you. Where were you? Facebook, where were you? I want to know because I still don't see us live on Facebook. And we've been live for one minute now on Facebook. Okay, what is it under? Is it still under us? Laughing, loving, and alive, yeah. All right, you know what, Elmer, I know you're a prankster, so I'm going to look again. Make sure you're saying your word is true. Yeah, so ask your friend to see, because it's not showing up on my phone either. He said he doesn't see it. Oh! I have one. Someone's viewing it right now, so. Yes, now some. it says video saved, but I don't see it. Two so, people are viewing it now. I know. Well, you know what? Let's get down then since two people are viewing it and it's not me or Dr. K. It's fabulous. So she had a cute little stand, huh? Just mm. a stand like this. It was the other way. This? It was like that, except for she had on like a pink top. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I could have worn pink had I known. But... It's okay. You'll wear pink next time. Yeah, probably. We're live again on Facebook. We're live we again. Are. I still don't back Facebook. Where did you go? That's what my friend said. They said, where did you guys go? I said, I don't see us either. We, I, are they, well, Facebook, it says you're seeing us again. So we want to welcome you once again to our first. There edition. we are. And there we go on laughing, loving, and alive with. Perfect. Rain Thomas, Elmer Howard, and what's Dr. Kevin. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. Oh, well. Anyways, so 
We want to welcome you to the first of many opportunities to hang out with the three that of us. Right now. He's the only person in my life. Oh, hold on, sorry. Ever... <laughs> Boy, we are real, you know, we are quite the bunch. I love <laughs> so remember the first part of the show, the first part of the name of the show is laughing. And we want you to join us in laughing. Dr. Stephen Dietz, I was actually talking about you in that clip that now is being dubbed over the internet as a viral sensation. <laughs> oh, this can't get any better. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, but it will. And I think that the best thing for us to do is role model the importance of laughter by being able to laugh at life, because this is what happens. Life happens. Technology doesn't always work the way you want it. Stuff doesn't always show up when you need it, but you always get it when you actually needed it. You just thought you needed it some other time. Dr. Kevin, I thought we said we weren't going to like do all of these kind of mind benders at the beginning it. of the show. You always get it when you actually Here we go again. Oh my goodness, what is that? I think Elmer. <laughs> Elmer, do I have to check my liquor cabinet? Am I gonna have to start marking the bottles when you're down here? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I thought we said everybody had to be sober. Well, so, so I'm trying to, people are commenting. I'm trying to pull up the comments, but when I pull up the comments, there's a delay before what we're doing and what's going live. So when ah. I pull up the comments, I'm hearing what we said before and trying to read the comments so we can, so if there's questions or stuff, but so I don't know if that's going to be possible now without me. How will be possible? You know everything about technology. I trust you. So can we can we go ahead and just start chit chatting about stuff? Um, yeah, what you know, what's, what's, what was the basis of the show? You know, maybe we can talk about. Well, since since you're showing that that uplifting bra you're wearing, why don't you go ahead and tell us about <laughs> loving Martin? Get it get it started, and then you know we can chime in. So some people were wondering, our you know, uh, why did we start this podcast? You know, what uh, why did we come up with the name and whatnot? Well. Back in way back in 2018, um, we were I was doing producing and directing a short film called Loving Martin, and Rain Thomas uh, applied for one of our auditioned for one of our roles, and uh, she was the easiest cast. She, as soon as we saw her, we were both like, we love her, we want her. She's she's in. You know, there was just no question about it. Um, and so she came out to Phoenix and did. Um, a fabulous job um, on the film. And just four months ago, was it? Um, you yeah, were yeah. thinking about, you know, the, the movie. Yeah, you were thinking about the movie and you were thinking about, you know, life, especially now under the quarantine, what life was like. And you had mentioned how the, you know, laughing around the water cooler, you know, um, or, you know, um, complaining to your friends in a in a more of a releasing kind of way and laughing with your friends and all that stuff kind of went out the window in these last few years and stuff and so and you wanted to do something different and so we came up with the idea of uh, um, a podcast and of course I said well you know um, we have to bring in Dr. Kevin then <laughs> to be on this podcast. I'm glad I just I'm, ta I'm talking about the cat that's up in the tree behind you. Oh oh oh, oh okay sorry sorry. So it took us a few months, but we are finally live with our first show. 
And we're finally alive with our first show. <laughs> and well, we the show hasn't got yet show hasn't finished yet. So unless you're in a prophecy, we're hopefully going to be alive by the end of the first show. Oh, I know my my side is aching already laughing at all the stuff that's happening right now with us. So I know, you know, going forward, this is gonna be so fun. And I believe we're going to change the outlook of a lot of people and a lot of different situations. That's that's what I believe. That's what we're here to do, right? Maybe. I think we're here to invite people to choose to be in a different place if the place that they're in isn't working for them. I like what DR period in front of a name just does for a guy. Ah. I love that. So eloquently, just perfect. <laughs> but you know, all you can ever do is you can invite somebody to expand a reality. You can invite right. somebody to, you, you can invite somebody to your sandbox and either they're gonna play well or they're gonna storm off or they're not gonna come in or they're gonna kick sand in your face. And then you get to do that, you know, that very extended, long, long four-letter word set boundaries mm -hmm. um, and say, it's not okay. Not in my sandbox. It's a sandbox. It's not a kitty litter box. Don't litter yeah. here. <laughs> I love it. You know, and, and I'm glad you said that because people don't realize that they need boundaries. I mean, I grew up in a background where I had to have boundaries because people would eat you alive, but I think people are so bent on, I can change someone. They don't realize you can't change someone or their perspective unless they want to and they're open-minded. Sandbox. Again, you're, you invite them to consider life or a situation differently. Right. And that changes them. But you're still right. just the inviter. Right. It depends on how, how eloquent your invitation is. Or if the people know what a sandbox is. Mm. Well, you know, all the kitty lovers do. Yes, but remember <laughs> we had sandboxes as kids? Remember that? And everybody got in with the little plastic shovels and, you know, it was in the back of the comic book with the Jack Lane on the beach and they kicked sand in your face and you went and bought this video. And yeah. uh. remember that? <laughs> I digress. <laughs> so um, I found something because, you know, my idea was for each of us to talk a little bit about why, um, why we wanted to do the show. And I know that you guys both started with uh, Loving Martin as your initial connection. And then Elmer, who at this point where we, we go way back at this point, we'll just We'll, we'll leave it there. We'll drop scintillating hints along the way. Um, but uh, is, uh, you know, and then uh, obviously introduced you to me. And for those of you who don't know it, I, I've had a weekly radio show for 15 years now, the Dr. Kevin show. Uh, and, um, and I was like, when Alma first approached me, I was like, I really, you know, I realized very quickly with especially the whole COVID thing, what an essential service I was working with my clients and teaching classes. And I had a goal this year to get six new books out. 
And that was my, my goal. And so, you know, with that, I was like, I, I don't have the time. I don't have, and he's like, well, you, you know, I said, I'll, I'll be open. It's Elmer. I'm always going to stay open to anything Elmer, Elmer proposes. And then he introduced me to Rain knowing that it was over. I would never be able to say no to this woman. Look at that face. <laughs> I was like, okay, we got to figure out in the time it's going to work, but I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm glad because, you know, it's been an honor working on this project with you and Elmer. And, you know, I just think we have a really good chemistry. We're kind of like a reverse Oreo cookie. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you know, um, Oreo cookies actually were uh, one of the little things that was an important clue uh, last night in a movie that Elmer and I were watching. Elmer's down here this weekend uh, visiting my, me and my husband. And uh, both Elmer and I had seen a movie called Love, Simon, which is a great movie. Have you I've seen, seen it? it. Yep. I have. But Jeff had not seen it, so we decided to watch it last night. But there's a whole thing about the Oreo cookie. The mm -hmm. Halloween Oreo cookies. Yep. Yep. So Rain, that's the type of movie I want to do. I was saw that movie. I sent it to Brett. I said, you got to watch this. I mean, this is the type of movies we got to do. I love it. I'm in. Oh, well, I don't know if this is an invitation, but I'm in. And because my friends, well, you know, you could, you, I could see you. I could, I could see you playing, uh, playing the, um, the drama teacher. Oh yeah. Hello. <laughs> I've got drama teacher glasses in the room. Any color, any whatever you tell me, it's magical. I think one of the things is that that we can use this time, this show for too, is sharing the things. And we're going to have a lot of guests. Just not going to you're just not going to come in twice a month and listen to the three of us prattle, <laughs> no matter how well we do it. Um, <laughs> it may be fabulous prattle, but you know we're going to have guests. They're going to bring in different things associated with with laughing and loving and being alive, but also that we're out there actively seeking out these kind of things and we want to share it with you because guess what you there's no problem finding bad news there's no problem finding you know you know in your face bitter rude um challenging divisiveness like we say in the beginning it's out there in spades but we want to bring you the hearts and the diamonds and the clubs that all got left behind. So we may be between the three of us, a couple of cards short of a full deck. I'm not sure. Only a couple of, <laughs> well, you know, like Francis, Francis Ford, Francis Ford couple. couple of <laughs> How old do you have to be to appreciate that joke? <laughs> I don't know. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, tell us you know who we're talking about. You know, go ahead, make me feel old. And anybody watching on Facebook Live, if you want to interact with us, it would be easier to do it through the Zoom link. You can come in as an attendee, and that way you could ask questions through the Q&A. Because um, apparently when I try to go and look at comments on Facebook, I start broadcasting three minutes ago of the show. Oh well, gosh, um, it, we'll figure it out, right? I've yeah. got it on my phone. Oh, and oh, you can you see the comments without the video playing? Yep. 
Okay, go ahead. So then you, okay, Kevin, now you're in charge of any Facebook questions this show then. Yep. Well, there you have it. Well, all I've done is I've just put the sound on mute. Well, I had, I turned mine on mute, but I guess maybe I have to turn the volume down too, so. Yeah, yeah I actually, have to turn when, the I'm at home, when I'm at home, I have two computers and I can mute my other computer and have it up, but I'm at Kevin's and limited resources. We actually uh, talked about, I said, Kevin, should I be down there? you know, and just do a bit from your office with you. But it's like, I, I, I knew there was a lot of technical pieces and I needed to be in front of the computer. So we decided to split us up. Yeah, wow. I think that's probably good too. Cause I can see this going downhill. <laughs> well, you know, the other problem is, is I just don't look pretty in the rash I break out in when the technology goes like kicky that's standing beside me. It's like poison ivy. I just want to go, ah, just work, work. <laughs> I understand that. Trust me, I've I've had my I had to put the uh, television commercial stuff together. They mailed it to me. I'm like, oh my goodness, you're kidding me. I'm like, where? Who are they mailing this to? But you know, you figure it out and you laugh about it. Or at least I laughed about it, and you know, got it done. Yep. So I found a list that the you know we're we're in the laughter portion of the segment clearly as we keep laughing and hopefully making other people laugh or inviting them to join us in laughter. Uh, and so I, I did a little, don't, don't plan on this happening every show, just so you know, keep your expectations uh -oh. low. But I found something that was uh, a list of 11 reasons why laughter is good for you. And I thought I would share that. Can I give you the go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my new kazoo my birthday kazoo <laughs> that's that's intense <laughs> i feel like i should be looking flipping the pages of like horton hears a who or something <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet uh, i i wait with bated breath which means i'm sure there's something fishy about it there's something very vicious. I got a million of them. I'll be here next week. How old are we getting? I don't know, but if you show up, but you know, if you show up for the next show and my chair is empty, you know, that's how old I got. Well, let's not have that happen because next week's guest would love to fill in for you and we can't have that. Oh, okay. Okay. It's not next week. It's oh yeah, the week after. It's the 28th. This is some powerful water. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what she tells us. Um, but I did say it was something fishy. There'd be something fishy about it. Oh, that. I love that. Something fishy about it, you know? Um, can you do me a favor when I come out there? This is definitely off to the side. I, I want to go fishing so badly. If you find someone who has like the fishing boat and they go out and catch like 500 pound tuna or something, you know, can can you hook me up? I really want to do that. That's something I've wanted to do for a long time. Even though one of my friends is going to have me go to Nebraska, I want to do it in New England, where you know my heart is. Yeah. You um, know, Kevin. Kevin's in Nashua, New Hampshire. You know that, right? That too, New Hampshire, Vermont. I'm, in, I'm up in Maine. He's in New Hampshire. Yeah, that's fine. Any of the New England corridor up there, which is where my heart lives. It's lived there since I was a little girl. So. Yeah, I, I, I can ask around when we have a date that you're going to arrive and say, I used to know people, but I'm kind of, but I've got a couple of people I can call. And if worse comes to worse, I always have fish nets. 
You know what? Um, I don't want to. What are your 11 top things? Because I already know where this is going. <laughs> so, what are those 11? Let's okay. So, laughter is a sign of goodwill towards others. Mm-hmm. So, it helps you make connections. Laughter may reduce your blood pressure. There's been a lot of things that people that laugh, it actually brings your blood pressure down. Supports a healthy heart through reduced art- artery inflammation and increased production of good cholesterol. Another oh, like that. study that they've done, yeah. Yeah. Laughter can reduce anxiety and other negative emotions. Okay. Laughter is an immune booster. That one I'm, I'm preaching all the time. But yeah, it boosts your immune system. Laughter may act as a natural antidepressant. I that I know for a fact. Yep, yep. So do I. You breathe better after laughing. When you have a good belly laugh, you actually oxygenate better afterwards. You can take more air in, and so it gives you overall better energy and better functioning. Laughter is good for your yeah. cardiovascular system. Laughter calms stress hormones. So uh, social laughter can relieve pain. So if you're in pain and you're laughing, you're less. And it's so funny because people will be like, oh, don't make me laugh, I'm in pain. But unless the laughter, the pain is made worse by the laughter, like if you have stitches, then right. it's not such a good idea. But actually, if you go into laughter, your, your pain level goes down. Or what, what do they mean by social laughing? Um, versus antisocial laughing. <laughs> I saw that coming. Elmer, you walked right into that. In a set of cinch heels. Um, anyway. <laughs> the <fish> nets. <laughs> and last but not least, and a favorite of mine on this list, I just, I just, you know, this was just the list they found. Laughing burns calories. Let's get to it. <laughs> I'm in. Let's get to it. Shake, 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 shake. So, what do you think of our laughter list? All the reasons why you guys want to be laughing. I think that's clever. Is is that something that you wrote down, or I mean, where'd that list come from? What if people want a copy of that so they can remember to laugh? Um, I will, uh, I will put the link to the article that I found it on. Put it as a comment under this show. Under a comment under this show. Um, and it came from, uh, I'm not going to tell you at the top of my head where it came from, uh, came from, but I will find it again and I will put the link under because that's what I do on my show when I find good things and I just put the link under so people can follow it through. So okay. it will be there. So I realize we don't have any outro music. So Rain, you've been volunteered to play your kazoo and play us out at the end of the show. Oh, what do you want to hear? <laughs> This goes for we're doing the show for an hour, right? Am I? Yeah, yeah. No, I said when the show ends. Okay. Oh, yes, we still got thirty minutes. I want I want off now. You know, thirty minutes is enough. (laughs) I was practicing. (laughs) 
uh-huh. listening skills on a podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> on that note, I'm just checking to see if anybody has posted anything and nobody posted anything new yet, but please feel free to come to Laughing, Loving, and Alive. Yeah, I'm gonna, I just sent a message to a couple of people. And if you are watching this on the taped version of the podcast, because you didn't get to actually see it while we were live, you guys can still post a comment and we will review these comments. And if there are a question or something, we can still bring them on air. So don't feel like, you know, I wasn't available at 10.15 Eastern Standard Time on a Sunday night, but I really enjoyed the show. You can still post that. You got a question, you can still post it. We'll see it. And on our next show, we'll say, hey, I'm glad you liked it. And then, of course, if you say something mean, after I dry my eyes and I stop crying, I'll delete the post. And that's okay, too. (laughs) You are so funny. Did you see my friend Andy Jackson asking about my prunes? Uh, is it on the laughing loving and alive it is andy yes you know i will bring prunes at some point because people you know i'm prunes are sexy so and people laugh when i talk about the prunes but you know it's good for you something else that's good for you i'm sure dr kevin has a um an article about prunes uh there we go uh my, Kim. Uh, Hi, article, Kim. my article about prunes uh i well actually i love there we go and i am trying to get this because for some reason it's now started my prunes will be here soon there you go see i'm, I'm getting the hang of this thing yep. <laughs> who says you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Isn't that the Depends same? Depends on the dog. Yep. Woof. <laughs> I had clicked into it by a comment that somebody had made and I realized it got stuck there. So I had to reset it. Uh, oh. So now I know. Was, he dropped the ball. He had one job. Uh, one, one job. One. one. Who came up with the list? <laughs> Who? wrote the introduction for the show you did where's our, where's our outro <laughs> andy says tech savvy just so yep. you know andy's like a superstar photographer and um i i met andy i i can't even remember because i want to say i met him at the rocket festival but i met him at the um mayberry days you know the andy griffith show festival or i might have met him at all of those but andy's a super talented guy and some of his work is like He's got a sharp sense of humor too. And he's on the East Coast with you guys. Where are you at? Where are you from, Andy, on the East Coast? And if you're that fabulous of a photographer, can you make me look good? I mean, I know it's a hard job, but yeah, yeah you know, I'll, 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 I'm open. Don't get him started. <laughs> he's in Williamsburg, I believe. Uh, he's in that Pennsylvania? No, Williamsburg, Virginia. I used you know, to live in historical. Yeah, I used to live there. Really, my husband, you know, we used to live in Virginia because that's where he's from. And Williamsburg is one of my favorite places too. I just, I absolutely love it there. Um, what uh, is Andy saying? He said, when, are coming, when am I coming back to the East Coast? <laughs> hey, Andy, I'm coming back as soon as Elmer and Dr. Kevin get me on that wild tuna 
fishing <laughs> show. So I could reel in my big catch. Okay, I got to tell you a secret about Andy. This is a laughing, loving, alive thing. And Andy, you can type it in if I am not telling the story correctly because I don't remember the details. I just remember you were in a plane crash and you walked away. Now that I remember. Oh, okay. Well, so, flies, I'm looking and you're looking. We're, we're not looking at the screen for the people that are taping us. We're not here looking at the phone. Look at our phones. Okay. <laughs> you think we're all sitting at a restaurant having dinner together. I <laughs> wish I could go phone. for some scallops and some, some uh, crab legs or something, some steamers. Mm, that sounds good. Swam away. Swam away. You swam away. From that's, that's even more impressive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he got out in one piece. I don't remember if he walked or swam or <laughs> I, he did the electric boogie. I just know he got out of a plane crash and I was like, whoa. Hey, good, whoa. For, you. good for you. I bet that I, I bet that had a um, thing. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what? What? What, Dr. Kevin? <laughs> no, I was going to say, I bet that that was a moment in, in which being alive and living took on a whole new meaning. And he just said, just celebrated six years alive. Oh, that's awesome. You're a little small, but you look a little older than six. <laughs> oh, sorry. He's a very bright student. Andy, I'm proud of you. Uh-huh. Life-changing, absolutely, that's the kind of, yeah, so have either of you had a near-death experience? I lived uh, with you once. Now this I wanna hear, inquiring minds would like to hear this story, I declare. Uh -huh. That's how I ended up in Phoenix. Yeah. Really? Elmer, Elmer, when I moved my business out to Phoenix, Elmer used to work for me. And I moved Elmer out to Phoenix with me. I let all the rest of my staff go. Remember, we got rid of everybody else. Yep. And I took the two. I took the two cats and Elmer, and we went to Phoenix. I had gone to Phoenix over Labor Day weekend with my best friend. Um, looked at like eight houses, bought the seventh house on the spot. Went back to New England and announced to my client practice and my employees and everybody that I was closing the business down as of December and moving it to Phoenix. Boom, done. And that's near death. You guys have a weird kind of. I'm. Uh, I, I, that's his. I'm missing something. Yeah. Well, then I had to move in with him and live with him. That was the near death experience. Okay, is, is this something you could tell on the air that we don't have to like? somebody won't be calling me from like uh, LAPD or the Phoenix <laughs> Metro or something asking me questions like how well do I know what happened? Is there a third person that's missing that okay. I need to know about? So, so Rain, this is why, because I've actually had a near-death experience, seriously. Elmer was attempting humor and that what that tells you is Elmer's near-death experience of living with me was because he was always two steps away from me killing him. Now that I could understand. <laughs> that was his near-death experience. That I could understand. I, I don't, you know, it's funny because I think my whole life growing up was a near-death experience. I come from a really bizarre family. So I'm not sure how near I have or haven't been to death 
over the years. I know I've been very close close to homicide. Uh, that's a different story as well. Um, and hi, Jenna. That she's she's dialed in. She's an amazing vocalist. Oh my goodness, she's in Michigan. Hosts her own show. She's fabulous. We gotta get her on at some point. She's she's fabulous. We really like her talking about laughing, loving, and alive. Just awesome. But near death, I've had a couple, and I don't. It's, here's why I don't know if they're near death because I walked away unscarred. Does that? And I mean, how do you know when you, what's near death? How do you know you were really gonna die? Well, I guess maybe if you thought you were going to die. Well, let me see. I coded. I was on the table. I saw my body, and I watched them work on me. That's near death for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that one okay. qualifies. That, ah. that definitely qualifies. Yeah. And, they, and, and one other time, they lost me, and I had, they had to bring me back. Two separate occasions, two separate ages. Wow. Yeah, that's near death. I mean... I, th I think, you know, like I said, growing up in my background, I never thought I would die in the things that happened. I just assumed they were part of, because I've been in like several shootouts. I've been in a couple of stabbings and been robbed uh, at gunpoint, gun at mouth, uh, you know, been thrown out of a second story window, unscarred. <laughs> I mean, so I never thought I was going to die. I just thought of, I need to get away from here. Yeah. I mean, I I had a I had a couple of different occasions um, when I was in my late teens, early twenties, um, of getting like jumped in an alley and gay bashed and you know threatened, uh, you know. But That's horrible. But you know, it was I, I. It's very interesting because. I remember in this alley, I can to this day tell you exactly where I was in the combat zone in Boston. It was 1977, 77. And I was there and I had two guys holding me and one was in front of me and they were like, you know, yelling things and stuff like this. And I said, there are three of you, you will take me down, but I will take down two of you with me and you will never get up again. And they took Good a look you. and they looked in my eyes and they took one look at me and I was so calm. They actually let me go and walked away. Because <laughs> that, that was the sign of a maniac inside. Yeah. So it was. Wow. But yeah, I never called that a near-death experience. Well, except maybe it was for them. They came very close. Right. But, like I said, you're on the homicide side or you're on the like near-death side. Elmer, have you had one other than Kevin almost killing you in Phoenix? <laughs> no. I've done stuff that could have led to death, but never like a near-death experience. Oh gosh! When I was younger, I was very, you know, very uh, carefree, so to speak. We all were. So you know, yeah, you do stupid things, you know, like almost fall off a train, and and you're holding on one hand, and you look to your left, and there's the, you know, the train wheel right at, you know, right at your hip that you almost, you know, get cut in half by hanging off a trestle over the, you know, over waterfalls with one hand and things like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm from the Bronx. We didn't have trestles and and I wasn't going to hang off the subway inside where the people were was dangerous enough. There was no way right. I was going to hang out with the rest of the whack jobs there. Rain, I'm disappointed. You never wore trestles? <laughs> My life is one big trestle, darling. 
Again, aging. By the time this show is over in six months, everybody's going to be like Rip Van Winkle. Does anybody even know who that is, right? I know who it is. Uh, but uh, so we've been doing a lot with laughter. I'd like to move on to loving for a few minutes. Go for it. So we just had a um, we just had an anniversary on June twelfth. Do you guys? And it's called Loving Day. It's the Loving Day anniversary. You guys know what that is? Well, didn't that used to be called Orgy Day? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm in the wrong. <laughs> on June twelfth in nineteen sixty seven. The Supreme Court banned all states from making interracial marriages illegal. And it was Loving versus the state of, I think, the state of Virginia. Right. Um, yep. And so June 12th, which is just a couple of days ago, is the anniversary. And it's called Loving Day because it's a celebration marking, you know, the end of interracial marriage being illegal. Well, yeah. you know what? I just tagged my longtime friend from like elementary, junior high school. And he's, his name is Jesse James Loving Jr. Because his family is the Loving family from Virginia. Oh, wow. So I just tagged him. I don't know if he's up. He's probably at work. But or if he's not at work, he might be asleep. But um, he's watching. He just tuned in. <laughs> uh, and Andy said he just read about that. Yeah, see, you never know who I know. I told you I'm a wealth of information to be 30-ish. <laughs> Ish, yeah. Ish. yeah, yeah, Christopher Ishwood. <laughs> Ish. uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was fascinating when they, because the, the couple went into DC to get married mm -hmm. and, they, and they went back to Virginia and then in the middle of the night, three or four days after they were home, the police broke in the middle of the night and told them that they would either be thrown in jail or they had to stop doing what they were doing was illegal um, yep. or they would have to leave the state for 25 years. Yep. They chose to leave the state. But she, I know, crazy. Yeah, she took it up. And you know, and I, and I thought, how perfect. We're starting this right after Loving Day, the Loving Day, you know, anniversary that, you know, laughter, loving, and being alive. And I was like, this is just perfect. But it reminded me of something. And I'm going to turn this book, I'm going to turn this question back to you guys, which was a, a pivotal book for me when I was a teenager that I read when I was dealing with a lot of the sexuality issues. And uh, it was called The Lord Won't Mind. And in it, one of the characters, her quote was, if it be love, the Lord won't mind. And it's a book by Gordon Merrick, and it's about uh, it's a four part it's a four book series uh, about a gay love affair about a gay you know couple and you know falling in love. And the book was written in the seventies, um, but I always remembered if it be love, the Lord won't mind. Always stayed with me, and that was a very pivotal moment for me in my head of if it's love, the Lord won't mind. Doesn't make any difference what anybody else thinks. And it always stayed with me. Was there a pivotal book on about loving that changed both of your lives towards loving that you can think of? I want to say hi to my, my niece, um, India, who's watching. 
Oh. Hey. I see a lot of friends watching. Hey, Joy. <laughs> hey, Phil. Hey, Jesse James Jr. We were just talking about you. You know that. We're talking about the lovings. Um, uh, for me, it wouldn't be a book. I, I don't read usually. Unless it's a script. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's a script. People. Why do you think I make films? That, that's fine. As long as I'm in your film, I don't need to be in your book. <laughs> I don't care about. But there were some films that definitely made me, I remember actually I asked you this, Kevin. We were in Phoenix uh, shortly after we moved out and it was a gay movie. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but the, there was a couple that was together. They separated, one got sick and was dying and they get back together to take this road trip. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> yeah. And I, I remember looking after the movie, I looked at you, I said, does that kind of love really exist? And, you know, cause I, you know, I never had seen it or experienced it. So I was just really curious. It was like, you know, is that what love really looks like? And I think that's, you know, an experience that kind of changed my view because you were like, yes, that can experience, that can exist. Yeah. Yep, I remember that. I wish I could remember the name of the movie. It may come to me before. It might be called The Trip. It might be something as simple as that. I'll look it up. Yeah. While we're all on our phones. Mine wasn't a book. It, and I know this sounds silly, but like I said, I come from a background where love didn't really exist. Like it existed in a twisted way, you know, that narcissistic, um, just that crazy, if you love me, you would do this, you know, with. Uh, so my first session. Yes, you, 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 exactly, you know? And I realized when I thought, I, the, the one movie where I was like, does love like this exist was Snoopy Come Home. Do you remember that? And he oh. left and Charlie Brown and the whole gang cried. And I thought, how could something like that affect you so deeply that this, this Snoopy was, you know, they cried. I cried as a kid. My family teased me, you know, it says weak. There's no, it's just a cartoon. But, you know, looking back, it wasn't just a cartoon. I have so many friends that I love and I know they love me. And even some strangers, you know, love it. That, that was life-changing. It reminds me of Snoopy Come Home because when something happens to them, I ache just like they ache. It, you know, it just, it makes me sad when they're sad. I'm thrilled when they're thrilled. Um, yeah, that it was definitely Snoopy come home. And what was I like four or five then? And this is why I want to make films. I want to have this kind of impact on people. You already do. That's why this podcast, I mean, I live my life like this, you know, being the change I want to see in the world. But this podcast is here because I've watched Loving Martin several times and I never really watched me in it. I just watched the interactions and the things that happened that we don't that aren't very obvious and very specific because when he cried when i had to break the news to him i've had to tell somebody that before and it's well, if, you, if you remember we were you coming into that at the door um we took that we took that we made we did a quite a few takes on that because i wasn't getting the emotion from you and i actually asked you i says rain have you ever had to tell somebody in your work about you know dying of cancer or someone who had died of cancer and you're like yes i'm like tap into that and you did, and that was the uh, performance that we put into the to the film. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 tough, you know, and and to tell someone that their loved one has been murdered or someone breaking that news to you, it's it's horrendous, you know. So yes, that I think you've you've touched the Snoopy come home mark for me. So um, 
Andy has a question for you. Are you still doing the Rocket Boys Festival because he wants to go to bed? <laughs> Andy, the Rocket Boys Festival ended a couple of years ago um, as per Homer, which we hope to, I hope I can get Homer on here, but they, I think it was a 10 year run and then they were done with it. Um, we still do some other things. Check the Rocket Boys site. You know, you can just punch in Rocket Boys. I think it's rocketboysfestival.com or something like that. And um, if there's anything new and interesting, because of course this year with COVID and the quarantine, there's not a whole lot going on, but um, check there. And you know, you can always send me a message, but I know, you know, now I know your bedtime is, what is it, 10.15 or 10.40 or 10.30 or something? Well, I appreciate you being on there and listening, you know, that's that's great, but that's where we are, um, you know, sorry. So, well, and, to our viewers that are our viewers, listeners here, if you've had a book or a movie or a cartoon or something that touched you and gave you a different view of what it meant to love, to be loved, to be loving, to that did a shift in you, please feel free to share it because, you know, I think that people are always looking for, you know, ways to do that. I'll tell you one of the one of the what I thought was really great movies was Somewhere in Time with the love mm -hmm. crossed lifetimes. Mm -hmm. And and you know that this that the souls still sought each other out. And that, that always stayed with me as well as something that was very powerful. I love it. You want to know what else is powerful? I can't believe I didn't tell you guys this. So tomorrow is my official birthday, but it's also um, National and International Prunes Are Sexy Day on Chase Calendar. So anyone who does any kind of fundraiser and donates anything to a breast cancer event or cancer event, um, a 10% will go to Prunes Are Sexy breast cancer stuff. It's official holiday. It's actually on your calendar. It should be on there this year or next year. I own it. I'm it. Can you believe it? Nice. I can believe it. You can you can get anything done you want to, and you know, it's uh, in this conversation uh, on my on my radio show this week when I did my my hot topic, which is always something that either gets me hot under the collar or warms the cockles of my heart, and sometimes does a little bit of both. I love the cockles on your heart. Yeah, is um that I was talking about for both Pride Month and all the stuff going on with the Black Life Matters movement right now, how important it was if we could just get everybody to listen to each other's story. And that in listening to each other's story, and I get to promote the radio, this, this show tonight, but of course, listening of each other's story that if we would stop letting the divisiveness up here in the world keep them as them, and we sat back and we open-hearted listened to the stories, we would find why them are us. And all of the things that we have in common and that we need to be telling our stories in a way that doesn't attack or accuse or make defensive but in a way that this is just my story and let other people know how many 
themes we all have in common, how much more alike we are. And one of the ways that we're alike is we all want to love, we all want to be loved, we all want to be loving in, in, in us, in, in deep. We find something to nurture, maybe it's our cat, but we find we have this drive to nurture. You know, unless you're a psychotic that, you know. Well, that was where I was going. My family was psychotic and they didn't have any of those things. They had no interests. They loved drama. And if something, like if something was blatantly black and everybody agreed it was black, somebody would say it was a different color so you could get it going. And then when that person agreed, the other person would disagree. And they kept that, that was their idea of love. Now, and I don't think everybody has that based no. on my background. Well, no, everybody has a desire for what they see as love, but that, they, wiring, that, that wiring can get shorted. Yeah. And, and we, you know, and I see this all the time in my practice where, you know, who teaches you to love? Well, the first people to teach you to love is your parents. And if your parents teach you to love by yelling at you, you think yelling is love. If they, right, you know, I mean, it goes on and on and you have to, um, to have a, a, a dysfunctional, abusive love relate, relationship with love and the people you love is just like is something else as the song goes that must be carefully taught you know that song out of south pacific and you know about you know that we must we are, are we carefully teach our children to hate to hate right. people we hate because we right. must be carefully taught because you don't you don't come in that way right right i agree and that's why I wanted this to happen. We come from three different places. And, you know, I, I, and I know it's unrealistic to think that the whole world should get along like the old Coca-Cola commercial. Um, but I would, I would really like that. And I'm going to do my part while I am on this earth to make that happen. You can hear it, right? I'd like to teach the world to sing. Remember that? That's the one. But you know, I'm doing, I, I hope I'm doing my part by doing things like this with you guys, because I've always learned from, I mean, he's had to teach me how to turn on telephone. And then you, you show up in the podcast in a spaceship background and I'm fascinated. And there's always something, there's always something new and fun with you guys. <laughs> and actually, you know, cause I'm not at home, what I should have done and because I had, you know, choose the white background is, oh, I don't have the spaceship on this computer. This is my, my other laptop, but I can, uh, um, I was going to put up my favorite city, but apparently I have to download that too. Um, do you know where my favorite city is, Rain, in the U.S.? Your favorite city in the U.S. Um, I'm going to say New York City because I'm from there, but there's San Francisco. There you go. As you say, you look like a West Coast guy. You know my favorite city. You know my favorite place in the entire world. The Hamptons. Really? Yes. Yeah, since I was a kid, when I got my driver's license, so that I could drive to the Hamptons and spend weekends there. I absolutely love the Hamptons. I even have a bracelet with the coordinates on it. It's my favorite place, hands down. Favorite place I've been so far is Hawaii. That's where I would live if I could. 
Oh boy, you and the next guest in two weeks, you're gonna get along famously. I'm the only person that I like Hawaii. I just, it's, I'm not an island girl. I am truly like, yeah, I'm a Montreal girl. I love Montreal. I enjoy and, Montreal too, yeah. Oh, I love Montreal. And like I said, I love the Hamptons. I love New England. I'm, my heart lives in New England corridor, just everywhere, the New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, that whole area, it just lives there. So one of the people I would like to actually get on the show has tuned in and is watching. I want to Who's say that? Rona. Rona. Hi, Rona. Hi, Rona. Her name is Rona. She <laughs> was a showgirl. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Rona, um, I am, she is a, she's a New York City girl as well and a, and a Broadway baby. Um, but she was the co-host on my TV, on one of my, on my TV show, Dragons, Unicorns and Other Creative Creatures that I, that we had, I think we had it for almost two years. Rona, you can chime in because I had Web of Light, I think for three years and, and uh, Dragons for two years, but we would, um, it was a show that was by, for and about artists, arts and artists of any kind to just promote the arts. And Rona is a fabulous writer and has several books out and she's funny. Uh, and anyways, but I'm hoping to get, we'll get her on the show sometime. And she just tuned in. So I wanted to say hello to her. And tell her to call me. I know we're getting low on time, but tell her, give her my information. Tell her to call me. I will, I will, I, I will hook the two of you up for, via email. I love it. Excellent. Yep. yep. So. Why, so. Yeah, my hair's blowing. Yeah, we for yeah. <laughs> oh, you I know, can't wait until the folks that I know see this. <laughs> so, uh, Rain, yeah, we only have two minutes left. So, Rain, why don't you talk about our guest in two weeks? Scott Hill. Oh, wait till you meet him. That guy's known as the world's biggest liar. You're talking about people getting stuff done. He's one of, he's like my best buddy. I mean, he put my career back on the map right in West Virginia. Can't wait till you talk to him. He knows a lot about a lot of things. He's just, okay, what is this? I need dramamine for this show. What is going on? Elmer's standing on his head in Hawaii. He's not even drowning in the ocean, but you're gonna love Scott Hill. He's a super great guy, super fun. Um, he can tell you a lot of things. And like his son is, the, uh, is, is a mascot, a professional mascot for a hockey team. I mean, he's got some amazing stories. So I can't, I'm not gonna talk to him when he comes in two weeks. I'm gonna let you guys talk to him, especially since Hawaii is his favorite place in the world. Oh. I love Hawaii. Wow, he'll <laughs> love that, him and his wife, Kathy. Kathy, what the hill, who used to be a roller derby girl. I love roller, roller derby. That's my only sport. I will I, I, I broke my ankle, that's why I had to stop. What, doing the upside down turns? <laughs> no, roller derby. Oh, I thought, I was like, how'd you break your ankle in an image? What? I was like, God, you guys are whippy. <laughs> no, I used to play roller derby till I broke my ankle. Oh my I, God, I think she, something happened with her shoulder. She was, she was a beast. You'll love them. They're awesome people. I'm the only person who doesn't have a background. Do you know? <laughs> Do you know what team she played on? You'll have to ask him when he comes. I can't remember. I have pictures I can upload of her. Yeah, She's like I, a crazy beast. I used to follow Robert. Literally, I wrote one of my books 
watching roller derby. I would sit there and I'd watch them do the laps. And then when they go to commercial, I'd mute it and I'd type and I'd work on the book and work on the book and work on the book. And then I'd stop it when I would watch the jam. And then I, that's how I wrote my book, Managing the Gift, which is my book on ADD. So it was perfect. Yeah, that's perfect for ADD. Uh, I love it. We're over time. So Rain, why don't you play us out? All right, this is perfect, you guys. I'm gonna let it shine, this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Take it home, you two. Let it shine, let it shine. Elmer, you're leaving me here out on the, you're leaving me out here on the beach alone. What are you doing? <laughs> Behind the camera and not in front Just of you. Just hit the let it shine, Elmer. Let it shine. Let Yay! It shine.